Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. This is the Practice Report. It is brought to you by Byers Auto. That's Spencer Holbrook, Tim May, Jeremy Birmingham, and I am Austin Ward. The quarterbacks and linebackers, a unique pairing available uh, after practice as Ohio State gets in the last week and a half stretch of spring camp. So that meant some time with C.J. Stroud, Kyle McCord, Devin Brown, and then a host of defensive uh, tacklers who are having themselves a fine spring as well. Uh, Berm, kick us off as usual. What did you learn today? Confidence. Confidence. Uh, and it's Comfort. Not, it's not even really about the on-field stuff. It's just you talk to C.J. Stroud right now, and it, it is a totally different person than he was a year ago. And there is so much just peace with his situation right now and knowing that he doesn't have to stress about somebody taking his job or all the expectations. I mean, he's just a guy that, I mean, he talked for 25 minutes out here to the media and probably could have well, been a whole lot longer. I'm not and he's sure st- which direction the camera's pointing. And he's still, he's still out still, here. He's still out here. It's an Catching hour later. Fade routes. It's an hour later. He's out here working on you know, catching passes with Marvin Harrison and Jackson Smith and Jigba. And it's just one of these things where you really see a guy that has taken complete control of this football team. Yeah, last three guys on the field are, like I just told you guys before we started recording, three of the best players in the country, and they're led by C.J. Stroud, and he's finally leaving the field now. But the confidence that he shows in everything he does is such a, I don't want to say complete 180, because I think he, he's always been a confident guy, but the way that he you know addresses people, the way that he, he talks about his position, the way that he just carries himself right now is on a completely different level than something we saw last year. And to be honest, I didn't, I was never 100% sure if he could ever get to this kind of comfort level. He just seemed like he was a little on edge at all times. And now he just seems so settled in and locked in on getting this program back to where it should be this year uh, that you know you you, you kind of get a little bit of confidence in the team based on what you hear from him. Yeah, he's, I think uh, we he's have one to, of those I think guys. We, hold on, I think we need to tap the brakes a little bit on Marvin Harrison already being one of the top three players in the country. Oh, I mean, he's one of the best re- returning receivers after the three re- touchdown Rose Bowl. He's, gonna, got, he's got a lot of expectations. We're going to base that off of one Last game. I th- it's unfair to say that about him with yeah, what probably. he's proven. I mean, probably. that's yeah. Can he become that? Of course. Probably. But let's just yeah. He's one of the top three players in the receiver core at Ohio State. <laughs> there we go. Can I go that route? Sure. I think he was one of the top three players still on the field. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> you mean behind us, yeah. catching balls from yeah. the jugs machine? But we digress. Uh, yeah, what stands out about about C.J. Stroud, if you're going to stay on that bent for a minute, is last year was more of us asking him questions, a little bit we did, and kind of talking the talk. He has now walked the walk and, yeah. and then some. He is legit. Can I call him maybe the best quarterback in the country? You can do whatever you yeah. want. I, I just, but no, I'm just, I'm just running it by you. Uh, he's definitely one of the I'm gonna top stop, two. I'm going to stop fact-checking hey, as we go. That's he's fine. definitely one of the top two. Agreed with that? I, I think I, he's the I, best, yeah. but coming back, oh, well, there you go. So you know what? He's on the it is the difference this year. He was answering questions. It was last still my year. turn to talk. I know, but I want to. I want to piggyback off that. He was answering questions last year, and now he's telling people things. You know, there's there's yeah. a difference. Oh yeah. Well, I was going to say you didn't piggyback. You leapfrogged. But uh, that's another. <laughs> story. We're off to a great start. But uh, but the bottom line is, you just like the 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 confidence he exudes. And he's out here just hanging with his guys, catching fade routes, 50-yard fade routes off of an automatic uh, throwing machine. It's, it's pretty cool to, to watch. 
we dropped one, and I told him that he should stick to playing quarterback, and he flipped me off. So yeah, that's that's the comfort as well that he he knows uh, his personality is continuing to shine through. I've talked about that for the last year plus about him and and the opportunity that he was going to have to do that. And I think that it that trickles down to Kyle McCord as well. That hey, yep, he he understands how Kyle McCord understands how good he can be, the potential that he has in this Ohio State offense, the chance to be an NFL quarterback, but. A returning Heisman Trophy finalist, one of the odds-on favorites to, to win it this year, is back. He's not going to win the starting quarterback job, and he knows that. But the picture is also more clear for his future than it was at this time a year ago or in September or in November or in the second week of December. You know, He has said all the right things about the friendship and brotherhood that he felt with Quinn Ewers and Jack Miller. But his clarity, his decision about returning and sticking around and, and what's in front of him, that all became much easier when those two left. And yeah. there's, no, there's no arguing that point. And he, he admits that. And you can still be friends and admit that that thing was better for him. I asked him point blank, because I know on Monday someone asked Ryan Day about why Kyle didn't transfer. And I asked him, is this ridiculous? <laughs> like, people are suggesting essentially you should transfer. And he sort of just scoffed at the notion, like, why on earth would I leave? I've only been here a year. Yeah. And Ten years ago, we would have never expected a quarterback to come into a program, be there a year, and then say, okay, I have to leave now. And, like, the, <laughs> the way that we've just absolutely beat up college football and these new expectations we have on people, I, I just think it's deplorable, number one. I think it's disgusting that we're doing that to 19-year-olds and say, hey, you should go somewhere else where it's easier. Like, what are we doing? But yep. beyond that... Hey. The, he's the only he's the only quarterback on the roster who's undefeated as a starter. Right, and he said, you know, he said, I, 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 everything is exactly where I want it to be right now. And so, um, you know, I think but then we're talking about trickle down. That also trickles down to Devin Brown. I asked him. I said, has this been harder for you or easier? He said, it's actually been a little easier adjusting to college football than he thought because. How can it not be when you have C.J. Stroud and Kyle yeah, McCord yeah. in front of you teaching you? I mean, there's no pressure on him. You can just come in and learn and be a sponge and, and, and put in the work. But I also think that Kyle understands that in, I think, about nine months, the program is his. And then Devin understands that, you know, 21 months after that, the program is going to be his. Those guys understand the lineage. And I think that's where the confidence comes from is that if they take care of business and continue to progress and learn from C.J., their time will come and they will be the face of the one of the top three programs in the entire country. You almost said franchise, but go ahead. One of the top three hey, programs. We're in a new world. In the yeah. entire country, they will be that face. And so yeah. the confidence starts with CJ, but then as it works its way down, you see it with Kyle, you see it with Devin Brown and the way these guys carry themselves. And it's a really impressive group. I don't know which one to be the most impressed by because I think we're kind of getting used to the way CJ operates. We, we kind of are used to the way uh, Kyle operates. Now we're starting to get a feel for exactly what you're going to get from Devin Brown. It's really exciting to see. You know, and flipping the script is talking to Tommy Eichenberg. <laughs> you know, uh, talking at him. Yeah, talking at him. He's you know, he's exuding. I think more confidence than this time a year ago. It's hard to tell with him. Like I told him, I said, you know, you hardly ever say anything in front of us, but you talk to a couple of these other players around here, and they're calling you definitely a leader on this on this defense. And and the reason is he's got credentials now. Just like we're talking about C.J. Stroud, Tommy Eichenberg was the, the defensive MVP, most outstanding player of the Rose Bowl, uh, brings that with him. And like uh, Taraja Mitchell was talking about him, you know, he has this fierceness about him that everybody gets, that everybody kind of falls in line behind. And uh, uh, it's just interesting to see these guys from one year to the next, uh, a, year, a year later, how they've changed, even though maybe 
Tommy doesn't quite express it the way uh, C.J. Stroud does. I wish he hadn't taken the challenge of what Tough Borland did in front of the media and said, you know what? I can do that, and I'm yeah. going to do it like say, even few words. better. Can you imagine those two in a game of who can be the quietest? Yeah. I mean, but <laughs> staring at you know, Tough remember that movie? Yeah. Tough became a, a multi-multi-time ca- captain because of the way that he led and the work ethic and the fact that he didn't say a whole lot. And it was always amusing to try and get Tough or a Tommy Eichenberg on the side and be like, is it just the cameras? You just don't want to say anything publicly? Like, you know that these guys have more of a personality, but yeah. they also are deadly serious about their business. And, you know, Tommy Eichenberg, with what he did in that uh, Rose Bowl defensive player of the game performance and sideline to sideline tackling, you could see where this was going. I think back to, and I, I tried to get him to talk about this a little more, and he, he seemed open to the idea that going from September through October, November, and the experience that you get, the reps in a game, how significant that can be for a player. And that's the same process for every player, but it just was a direct callback to what we saw from the linebacker group when Tough Borland was out there for the first time as a starter, when Pete Warner was out there for the first time as a starter. It's never going to be perfect the first time you do it. It's not even going to be perfect the last time you do it. But you could see the progress, and it was undeniable from start to finish. And now that's three months later, four months later, with another set of winter workouts with perhaps you know a scheme that's better suited that they understand or, or can play th- with that confidence that Byrne brought up from the start or the comfort that is another buzzword that comes up here. Yeah. You know, he is, he is clearly taking that opportunity and making the most of it. And from day one till now, there's no linebacker who I've heard his name more than Tommy Aiken. Yeah, and to Roger yeah. Mitchell, for example, we're talking to him, and you know he was dealing with some definite family personal problems uh, last year, especially preseason and on into the year that he's now gotten behind him, and he's talking about you know just his approach. You never know what's going on with these guys. Well, they're you know, still totally. they're still college students, you exactly, know, and, and they have lives, and exactly, it, it is. Diff- I'm struck by just we think about the improved depth on this defense. But if you look at today, we had Reed Carrico out here, Taraja Mitchell, uh, uh, EA Naoteote, Steel um, Chambers, Steel Chambers and, and Taraja Mitchell, Tommy Eckenberg. There's not a whole lot of depth at linebacker right now that's healthy. Yeah. I mean, you're still missing key players and Cody Simon who aren't out there. Uh, you know, but obviously the defense is changing, and that's the one thing. It's going to be that 4-2-5. It's going to be primarily two linebackers on the field at a time, and that's where you have Steele and Tommy who are roommates. They've lived together for their entire time at Ohio State. They are two very different types of kids. And I asked Steele, I'm like, how does how do the roles change? I mean, how, how is this different? And he said, I can't tell you much about what we're doing because a lot of it we don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. And I asked Tommy, how has this changed for you? He's like, it hasn't. But it has. He just doesn't want to tell us, and I'm yeah. totally okay with that. Like the, the parallels between with the linebackers <laughs> in 2018 and the linebackers in 2021, pretty startling if you think about it. They're in a, almost, I don't want to say a bad scheme, but in a scheme that probably wasn't the best for what Ohio State could be doing on defense. And then you get a new face on, in the defensive room, and the linebackers all of a sudden look like they're Perk the up. best room in the country yeah. in 2019. And you saw that progression last year from the guys just getting better and getting more experience, like you said, Austin. And now this spring, they know that they can take that leap. And that's where that confidence, I think, is coming from, whether it's Tommy not saying much but still showing a little bit of that, Taraja being another year older. Reed Carrico sounds like he's really ready to push for a role. I don't know if that's really in the cards with only two linebackers on the field at once, but he's pushing for one, and and you just see that – these guys know that last year wasn't acceptable. The guys in 2019 knew that 2018 wasn't acceptable. And you, now you expect to have a leap like the linebacker room had in 2019. You expect that in 2020. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, the, the word, you know, 
you know, their confidence is up, but also their excitement, you know, is, is, the, is the other word I'd throw in there. They're, they're excited about this scheme they're playing. I mean, Devin Brown was talking about it, about looking across the line there and seeing these guys. And it's a very aggressive group uh, who seem to have some confidence about what's coming on, but also confidence in the guys next to them. And I think that's really what we were talking about earlier, earlier in the month is uh, – that's what's going to pay off for this group down there. Because a lot of these guys have seen the bad side, yeah. you know, and they don't want to go back there. Ryan Day said it last year, and it's 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 simple, but stu- you know, factual. You can't get better at playing football until you play football. Yeah. And a lot of these guys had not played college football when they took the field last year, and now you start to see just that exponential growth. And it's about now finding depth, and that's where I'm concerned at linebacker, not concerned at quarterback. And I think, to put my final point on that room. Those guys understand that they're sort of a part of a very exclusive club right now because Ryan Day's quarterbacks, Ohio State's quarterbacks, are about as hot as it gets in college football. And so each of those guys, I think, grasps the weight of the position that they're in and appreciates the opportunity, whether or not they play here this year or not. I think if if Ohio State or Jim Knowles specifically shared your concern about the linebacker position, Cade Stover wouldn't be a tight end and Mitchell Melton wouldn't be on the defensive line. I think that when we look at this and we've seen them run the 4-3, and you know that against Wisconsin, you're probably going to have to. Yeah, and that's that why he be, gets paid $2 million a well, year, and I don't. But it's fair to ask the question because you look at the number of bodies and it's not what you're accustomed to seeing. But if you're, I think that's part of the transition, even from just evaluating yep. this team, is, all right, he only wants to play with two true linebackers. And we've talked about this before. Well, sometimes Court Williams could be out there and he could be doing linebacker things. Mitchell Melton could be sliding back and doing something that a linebacker does from from a Jack or a Leo spot or Jack Sawyer. You know, he some of these responsibilities are going to be shared with the secondary and the defensive the, the line. Three and a half, two and a half, yeah. four and a half defense. And you ha- and it's almost like you have to take a more, you know, Jim Knowles is this holistic thinker. Yeah. <laughs> and that it's from from front to back and and he's meditating on do I have 25 guys that I can trust and not just six linebackers. Now yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's an optimist way of looking at it, but they're not going to have 12 linebackers on this roster. No, and, and you don't need it, and that's the thing. It's about flexibility. That's why Ohio State recruits the way they have over the last handful of years. This is what Ryan Day has sort of been pushing the defense towards. This is the style that Jeff Halfley played when he arrived here in, in 2019. They want this yes. multiple front. Now you just happen to have bigger body parts to move into the rut, the rush edge, and the bigger drop. body parts to move into the rut. <laughs> yes. Wow! <Okay>. Exactly. <laughs> but when you look, you got at, it. Like you said, when you look at 2019, <laughs> when you look at 2019 and 2020, like Pete Werner was the third linebacker, but he also played a lot of like safety qualities and coverage against sure. tight ends and stuff. That and was he, the bullet. Position. That was the bullet. Yeah, I know, but like, like you said, Berm, all this is building toward positionless defense. They're out of bullets can, now. Yeah. Secondary guys can play linebacker. Defensive ends can play linebacker. Linebackers can play some safety roles. Like, it's all interchangeable, yeah. but it all somehow comes together in that holistic uh, meditation approach. I don't That's know. Right. I mean, you know, some a question I'm, I'll ask him next time I chance, chance I get. I was, just, I'd like to. I never asked Ryan Day this. When did he get an inkling that last year wasn't going to work defensively? When? When? Week when, two. I think yeah. we know the no, answer. No, I'm, no, I'm talking about even before that. I mean, what what did he see? Because like you're talking about, and Berm hit on it a while ago. He knows what he's trying to do offensively to mess with people. There are other people around the country, even in the Big Ten, that are doing the same things offensively to try to mess with defenses. And 
I'm just wondering when it struck him. Was it late spring? Was it the first? I or think second it was week? fourth and one against Minnesota yeah. when all of a sudden but you, you were, went up a 55 yard line. I mean, I don't think it was. I don't think it was in the preseason yeah. because that's they a long have, time to live with that, you know, on your mind. But you I'm wouldn't saying. have gone into Minnesota and Oregon with that plan if you were concerned in spring. Yeah. You know, I just, I just want to know. I just, I'm just, I'm just interested in. And how much he knew of the plan is is more of the if sure. if what did he follow. know and when yeah. did he know? Because he's given it, he's turned it over totally to Jim Knowles now. He trusts right. this guy. He ordered a code red to bring the plan exactly. Not you yet. need him on that wall. Not yet. <laughs> Man, how did that get diverted? We <laughs> should uh, probably end this show. It's been a wonderful, Jack. Bizarre. We'll, we'll be back here Friday. Practice report brought to you by Buyers Auto. We'll, we'll, we will be back here Friday. Running out of days in spring somehow. Uh, it's come and gone faster than I ever would have imagined. It's just because we're having fun. That's Spencer Holbrook, Tim A., Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. We will see you back here on Friday. Stay tuned for full coverage of the Ohio State Buckeyes at LettermanRow.com. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.